0: give everybody out there listening a very warm White Cat welcome, because you're tuned in to the White Cat Outdoors podcast.
1: Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to episode 34 of the White Cat Outdoors podcast. I know right now you're probably thinking, wait, why isn't Frank bringing us in? If you would to listened last week, you would know that Frank is currently in Alaska right now, setting up for moose and bear camp. So, we got tonight, me, Tom, bringing you in, and right across from me, we got my brother.
0: Hey, how's it going? Nick, of course. You got two brothers.
1: Yes. Luke, Luke, believe it or not, is actually also in Alaska salmon fishing right now. I think we briefly mentioned that, so you can look forward to a Alaskan salmon fishing podcast coming up here in the near future.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be a good one. He's due back, well, if you're listening in podcast land, tomorrow. He's due back.
1: Which in non podcast land, that's three days. Yep. Monday. Exactly. Thank you, Yeah. Yep. Monday.
0: So yeah, so Luke's gonna be due back here pretty soon. Um he was up there with uh Bailey and um who's his A and N fishing? Uh Anthony. Right. Um, and Hunter Daniels. Daniels. Uh all those guys were up there fishing the salmon run and uh I've gotten a few pictures and just been absolutely killing it out there right now. Uh, Luke's getting some footage, so be looking for that on the uh, old Facebook page. Probably and on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, yeah, YouTube actually is probably the best place to find that. Yeah, to find videos. Yeah, YouTube's yeah. a good one. Yeah, and TikTok. We actually do have a TikTok. There's not a single video on there. Uh, Luke probably won't ever be. So no, there won't. Don't actually, no. don't look for them. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cassie, Luke's girlfriend which we haven't had her on yet which i think we should because she's big into fly fishing um and as a camp down in the mountains yeah so that would actually be a pretty fun podcast but she's the one that told us you got to get on tiktok and you know what we uh pleased those wishes and half halfway well she's all she told us is we got to get a tiktok so we have one now yeah well halfway there and i did find out a couple weekends ago when we went down to the cabin uh, her camp down in the mountains that uh, her dad Randy that I just met that weekend great guy he actually listens to the podcast and uh, follows us on Instagram and everything so that's pretty cool so
1: but uh, before you know we dive head first into this week's podcast I think me and Nick should give you guys a little overview of what we got going on this weekend up at our headquarters we're actually in non-podcast time it's Friday night and this weekend, we're headed up to the headquarters for a little archery season preparation. Work weekend. Absolutely, we got All work. No, No beer until the work's done. Probably won't even drink a beer tonight. Nope. Or maybe not even tomorrow at lunch. Nope. But we got tree stand checking. That includes, you yeah. know, cutting lanes. Checking tree stands. Yeah, cutting shooting lanes, <laughs> making sure the sticks are you know still sturdy onto the tree put new straps on clearing s- spots for our mobile setups and stuff yeah firewood that's a big one Got to cut. that's some- gonna be a big one for tonight yeah because we're uh actually pretty much out of firewood
0: we got enough for about one more night and uh that's it so
1: and uh we got a little bit of mowing a little bit of mowing and other than that uh
0: that's probably about
1: maybe some string trimming
0: yeah, there might be a little bit of that. But, but good old work weekend stuff you got to get done. Uh, food plots are coming in nicely.
1: Look on the Instagram. Hopefully, we'll get some pictures of our food plots posted up on the gram.
0: Yeah, we can put them up on our story um, for sure. Just a little progress on that.
1: We got a little recap beans, clover, chicory, brassica, and turnips. So Is that
0: even what's on the back in the hidden food plot?
1: That's a mixture of... Clover, chicory, brassica terms little.
0: Oh, you even have turnips back there too? Yeah. I thought that was a, just out in the big field. No, a
1: mix of year-round eats for the deer. Wow. Hunt it any time of the season.
0: That is just your uh, good old-fashioned golden corral back there, yeah, isn't it? Yeah,
1: smorgasbord. Smorgasbord, yeah. Hog That's trough, my, as hog... my good buddy says.
0: I don't have any good buddies that say that. I, yeah. know, I know somebody that says it. Um, he's a whitetail legend. He's not, because I don't even know his name. great guy solid dude
1: if you're out there listening (laughs) yeah he knows who he is yeah we'll just leave it at that so anyway um nick why don't you reel us into
0: uh what we got going on tonight well so this is something that's been floating around in the hunting industry for oh i don't know about a week or so um and we put a post out earlier in the week uh, just trying to get ideas from people on things they want us to talk about Um, and a buddy of mine Caden Flinchbaugh uh, one of my college buddies actually um, commented that he wanted us to talk about um, the what has been surfacing through the hunting industry uh, which is the use of cell cameras um, specifically in whitetail and being entered into Pope and Young and Boone and Crockett's record books Um, and before we jump into it I will lay it out the way uh, Pope and Young um, has, I guess, declared their stance on it. And uh, just so anybody that's not aware of it uh, will just give you the disclaimer on what the rule is as it stands. And then me and Tom are going to kind of give you our opinion and it's going to be just an open discussion, kind of bounce some things off each other, play devil's advocate here and there, um, and just see where it goes. Um, but, so this is basically the way it's, I'm going to paraphrase here. Um, but Pope and Young has said that the use of spy cam or not spy cam, that's a brand spy point, but, uh, cell cameras, which are cameras that send you the picture instead of you having to go and manually retrieve them, um, are, I mean, they're legal in a lot of states. I can't say every, because I don't know the rules on that, but, um, you can't enter a buck into Pope and Young or Boone and Crockett if you're using those cell cams. Um, they are deeming it not, I don't, I don't know exactly why, but they're basically stating that if you use cell cams on your property um, in the pursuit of big game, you can't enter your animal into those record books. So that's their stance on it. Um, and then I'll turn it back to Tom now because I'd like to hear his opinion. Because I haven't, We haven't even talked about this with each other um, really at all. Um, I actually just informed Tom a little bit ago on this whole news thing because Tom Tom doesn't get on the old Facebook much. He's a busy guy, hardworking guy, and spends a lot of time at the farms keeping stuff up. So I had to fill Tom in a little while ago, so we just had some time to sit on it and let it it steep, if you will. Marinate. Marinate, yeah. So, Tom, what's your thoughts on the – their rules and their what they've they've publicized now. So given the fact that I really, you know, haven't
1: done my research into this topic, I do know that Pope and Young, that's bucks taken with a a bow. And if you shoot a buck with a compound bow, it has to be I believe if it's over seventy five or eighty percent let off, then it's
0: not eligible for it's, I think, 65%, and anything above that has an asterisk next Correct. to it. Right. Um, crossbows are
1: actually not eligible for Pope and Young. That's actually Boone and Crockett. So what I gather from that is Pope and Young tries to keep it like the old-fashioned technology way of hunting with, you know, recurves, bows, and not-so-modern compound bows because I know a lot of compound bows nowadays have, 85% let off where yeah, the new elites actually have a 90% yeah. let off you can get which I mean that's anybody that's shot in bows knows that there's a huge difference between shooting that and a recurve bow with no let off so I think Pope and Young tries to stick with like that old era of hunting and this is just speculation this is yeah like no, I said
0: we're we're not necessarily siding one way or the other tonight. Like I said, I'm going to play devil's advocate on a few questions because I'm going to throw some ideas at Tom um, just to get conversation stirring and get people to see it from a few different points. So so given you know that fact, I think the reason maybe
1: Pope and Young is not allowing Bucks taken with cell cameras is because that technology has surpassed a lot of the earlier trail cameras. Now, I mean, you don't even have to go anywhere near your site. You can have cameras in a different state and it'll send them to you. So you're not disturbing that land at all. I think it just gives yourself too
0: much of an edge to be considered that old school era. of. So I do have a question. Um, like, just like I said, I'm going to throw some things at you just to stir conversation. Um, what, advantage like real advantage do you have over the deer like um say we're here in pennsylvania and i went and put some cell cams out in south dakota um driving takes what like 15 hours for me to get to south dakota 20 some well 20, okay yeah. either way i'm saying a long time yeah what real advantage do i have over that deer necessarily like if i go out to public land um do you think i i get a true advantage over like i guess enough of an advantage obviously cameras give you some sort of advantage um but i guess my thought is like if you're using them out of state how much of an advantage is it really because you can't capitalize on it right away no but if you put them out in the summertime you can pattern that
1: deer all summer long out of state know when he's coming through that area what time he's coming through that area what the barometric pressure is when he comes through that area, all that stuff where if with just a old school camera, you won't know any of that until you go out there and pull your card. And then you have to gather all that data of figuring out when and why he's coming through that specific area while also putting scent in that area that might alarm the deer
0: the next time he comes through and he could shy away from that area. That's one of the biggest things for me is the fact that you don't have to disturb the wild once that camera's in there. Yeah. You um, put your cell camera on, you know, a deer trail or a scrape or
1: something, and you can monitor that scrape and figure out, okay, this buck's coming in regularly when this, this, and this are in place as yeah, far like as you can
0: Because you can go back and check history on wind direction, pressure, moon phase, yeah. all that stuff, thermals, like, in, like you said, pattern it. And I know... Um, There's guys out there that actually put together like Excel spreadsheets with this stuff.
1: Yeah. So you have, you know, a pretty good idea that, you know, just to, you know, simplify things that this buck has been coming through this area pretty frequently when there's a north wind. So now, you know, all of that without ever going actually into that area. So now you wait for that north wind You go in that area and the first time that buck has any indication that a person is in there, you've already had an opportunity to shoot that animal where you go in with a normal camera and you pull the card and you go back and now you figure out, okay, so this buck's coming in this food plot every time there's a north wind. Well, now the next time that buck goes in, he's going to smell that. Oh, there's been a person here, and he might change his routine. So now, when you go in to hunt on a north wind, he might not be there because he
0: found a new spot without any human scent. So I guess for me, um, I guess I'll give you my stance, because you—I mean, you've pretty much you're in agreeance with their ruling. Yeah, I think so. And I know, like you said, you like Pope and Young is like trying to keep it is like old school. if I mean, you will. that's just a speculation. I have yeah, no idea. Uh, yeah, I like, understand that. But so, are you in agreement that Boone and Crockett is also keeping that out of their books? I, I mean, just based on how how you described, your are in agreement with Pope and Young because they're trying to keep it old school, if you will. Um, are you in agreement with Boone and Crockett keeping it out of their book as well? I don't know that's a
1: different one because Boone and Croc that's with a rifle, and obviously you have a far bigger advantage with a rifle than with a bow I mean in, in most, certain
0: states you like p a you can kill it with a rifle, but certain states I think is it Illinois, I think is still shotgun only still, you have a far bigger advantage. no but what I'm saying is like it's still legal to use rifles even though like you can enter them with a rifle, even though there are certain states that can't use them. right, yeah and baiting in certain states is legal and you can I, still enter them you can yeah i was looking at and unless i'm reading it wrong so if somebody knows better than i do please correct us um but i was looking into it today that their are uh they're fair chase criteria which we're gonna i want to dive into a few more points on it but it didn't say anything about the use of bait um in there so my guess is, is if it's legal in your state to bait that you could still enter it to Pune, or to uh pope and Young. So. Interesting yeah Wait, so go ahead. I guess for me it's it's Pope and Young, it's their club. Um, to me, they get to decide what rules they set in place, and they don't really have to like they have their board of directors or their committee or whatever. They're the ones that decide the rules. If you don't like it, nobody's telling you you have to enter your animal into that book. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's your option. Yeah. And it's not like a, it's not like putting a tag on a deer where you have to do it. You know, um, you could kill a hundred and you, I mean, you kill a world record. You don't necessarily have to enter it into the book. And there's, I know, um, certain people are reluctant to put, um, their animals into the record books like Pope and Young or Boone and Crockett, um, just for the fact that they have to disclose the location that they killed it. So, How, like, specific of a location? Uh, it varies by state. Um, I mean, if you tell somebody what
1: county, that doesn't really blow up your hunting spot.
0: Not necessarily, because um, somebody can definitely, like, you know, we're in Erie County. That Erie County is huge. Um, but I know, like, certain um, states ask for, like, towns or WMUs, which 1B starts to narrow it down, you know. I mean, 1B is pretty big. I mean, yeah, but still I'm saying it, it's it narrows it down from Erie County into 1B and then if a certain state asked for your town, that'd be another like our our tags ask for the town, don't they? Yeah. So But uh, I'm saying 1B covers, you know, Crawford County as well. I guess yeah, so it would be your WMU would be and then your county would be even closer. Yeah, and then town uh, yeah, I had even that closer than that. Yeah. But I mean, if somebody here well, here's the thing. if If you have to name into like the county, people that you know can start piecing together where you got that deer from. You know, people can't hide from Facebook and the newspaper, whatever. Um, so if I kill a deer that's really big without entering it into the books or anything, I can tell people I killed it in Philly. You know, doesn't matter. I put the legal all the legal stuff on the tag. But I can say whatever I want so people aren't hunting there. But if I enter it into the book, now people are going to start to be able to piece together where I was actually hunting. Um, And so I can see why some people...
1: Even though so if someone told you, oh, they shot a nice buck in McCain.
0: Yeah, but what I'm saying is is like people that we, somebody knows personally. Yeah,
1: they know where
0: in our town we hunt. Yeah, and people talk. That's basically, I think, what people are worried about. Yeah. Um, but for me, bottom line is it's their club. They can set the rules, um, and you don't have to enter your buck. So if you're not happy with those rules, don't enter your buck. And the other thing, I think a lot of it is on, on the hunter itself. It's kind of an honor system. There's no way that they could prove that you're using cell cams or not unless you're posting them on social media. If I've got a cell cam out, it's not like anybody's going to know unless I tell them. So, yeah,
1: I mean, you could post it and say it was your other camera. Not gonna yeah, could have know it was a cell camera.
0: Yeah, so exactly. So that's same thing with you know what let off you have on your boat. Yeah, um, a lot of it's you know just its morals and what you have to sleep with at night. So, but I guess for me another thing I want to ask is like for you anyway, where do you draw the line? Because like Pope and Young has drawn several lines in the sand where it comes to let off. Or even the use of, you know, I'm sure that back in the day when compounds first started coming out, I'm sure there were some people that were pissed off about, uh, you know, Fred Bear using his compound. Oh, yeah, just when, like now you got people that are pissed off about people using a crossbow. Yeah, well, capable of yeah, using but the then compound. it goes, but now that goes into Boone and Crockett. Crossbows do. Like where, I guess, it sucks because like you keep have to drawing, you keep, have to continue drawing lines somewhere. So it's like, it's let off and then it's like, okay, we allow all these bows except the crossbow, you know, well, now that there's people coming up with these mechanisms for their compounds that assist you in shooting them like a crossbow there. I mean, they're not being manufactured in like production sizes, but I've seen videos of guys that are, you know, garage engineers coming up with mechanisms that mount to the bow to hold them in place once they're drawn back. And then it's like a trigger. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. So, like, is that still legal to be, like, used to, or to enter your buck into Pope and Young with that mechanism? I have no idea. And then you're allowed to use range finders as long as it's not attached to your bow. So, like, those new Garmin sites that are out that do the range finding for you um, and then move your pin and everything, can't use those. And I know people that personally use that site that I wonder if they even know. Are they entering their deer into the Pope? No, the the guy. Like, as far as I know, that person hasn't killed anything that's Pope and Young class. Um, But it's just something to think about. Um, You know, if you're using those sites, it's totally fine. I'm not. I'm not against any uh, legal mechanism that helps you um, get the job done. Essentially, like if it's legal and it builds your confidence in what you're doing, I'm all for it. But at the same time, like don't be entering your buck into a Pope and Young if you're using that kind of thing. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, definitely. So it's just and obviously fair chase, like you can't have high fence or anything like that. Um, but even the way it was written, um, our Uncle Mark, he used to use a uh sight that was electronic um on his bow because his eyes were like opposite dominant yeah, or he something. Was- Right hand dominant, left eye dominant. So he couldn't use a conventional sight easily. So he had like a laser sight. It didn't project a laser, but it was still electronic. Um, correct? Yeah. It was kind of like, a, like, like a, a red dot, red dot Yeah, but it didn't project no yeah. a laser no, no. or anything. But because it's electronic, it's still technically you couldn't enter anything into Pope and Young with that sight being used because it was attached to your bow. Hmm. The only thing, ele- it's anything electronic basically it's attached to your bow except or arrow except lighted knocks and cameras what about like the uh, our uh
1: lighted sights? those are aren't even legal in most states are they i don't know
0: uh there i don't i've know seen those answer.
1: sites where you there's that little switch on the bottom and you switch it and they glow a little bit for like that last yeah, my, 20
0: minutes of your hunt where i don't know if those are legal or not i know i have a light on my site um, that I used for indoor archery um, because it was, it's like in a dark room and it's like under black lights and stuff. But I, it's removable, so I just take it off during the hunting season. Um, so I, I honestly don't know if those are legal or not. I'd have to look into it. Not that I, I mean, I'm not going to use it just because I don't really see the benefit of using them. But um, anyway, yeah, the way it was written on Pope and Young's website was that uh, any electronics attached to your bow, except for cameras and lighted knocks, um, disqualifies you from entering. Not saying that they're illegal, you just can't put it in their record book. So, is there anything else you want to elaborate on or anything from, like, Pope and Young entering record books? No, just
1: that new information that you told me just kind of further solidifies my notion of, you know, Pope and Young trying to keep it old school like i didn't know that there was all of those qualifications like i think my bow's over that 65
0: percent let off oh i know yours is for sure so so is mine most bows sold today Your what you consider your flagship bows um like you're shooting uh, what g5 prime it's a prime elite you're really? not i think uh, it was g5 prime no prime impact
1: prime impact prime Imp- okay yeah, um i got g5s in my head from a whole nother thing Oh, okay. That's Prime Elite. You just said Prime it... Impact G5 <laughs> Elite. Yeah. Okay, Prime
0: it. makes his bow. We're gonna Prime we're Impact. Not, you're possible hundred percent. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. He's a, he's a hundred percent Prime Impact. Yeah. Okay. Impact Elite. They kind of they rhyme. A little nope, bit. they don't. But uh, and then I'm shooting uh Darton uh, Lobo, and both of ours I believe are eighty percent let off. But I can tell you. I was shooting like a 20-year-old Matthews before I switched to this bow, and that was also 80% let off. 80% let off 20 years ago does not feel like 80% let off today's, on today's bows. Um, I don't know. Like it just the back wall and the valley of the draw cycle on these bows is just incredible. Um, and uh, and they, to me, they just seem to keep getting better. Absolutely, yeah. Because like I, I've drawn uh, some of like the Elite Bows – back in like i'm saying brand name not like the brand elite not just like top bows but like elite archery uh their draw cycle is like stupid smooth um but that's what they're known for too like that's you know like psc wants to be known for speed and stuff like elite their draw cycle is phenomenal and like that's their technology so but yeah there's all sorts of stipulations um that I I bet you a lot of people don't realize um but like Frank I know he's got a buck that was in the mid 140s that he never entered you know like it just I think some people aren't people refer to bucks as like pope and young bucks or booners without necessarily putting them in to me like booner and pope and young is more of like a trying to think of the right level like a uh Like a, I don't even know, like a a hash mark or something. Like once it hits a certain size, then it, like I just classify that's a Pope and Young buck or that's a booner, which I don't think I've ever laid my eyes on a buck that I could call a booner. I've gotten, I've jokingly called bucks booners. I think everybody's done that. Um, But the closest I've ever seen was 167 and 5 eighths. So like that still isn't technically. We did have that one on camera that
1: was probably a booner which one the
0: one that got wounded oh yeah we won't go any further than that um, oh well I get we better just so to clarify um, it was not wounded by any of us in the group no um, it was buck we had on camera that yeah Tom's right would I bet you would have even probably netted Boone as well um, yeah it was not anybody like I I hesitated I didn't want to really talk about the buck much um, but Yeah, just to clarify so nobody's, like, questioning. Nobody in our group or anything um, wounded it, but it was out there. And we got stories later on. So, anyway, yeah, I guess you're right. We did have... That was the one and only booner we ever had on camera.
1: Yeah.
0: It Dandy. Yep. it's It's the one you lose sleep over, for sure. That's the way she goes. Yeah. So, I think that pretty much sums up the old... Pope and Young topic tonight so thanks again Caden uh, for that idea uh, I, I wanted to talk about it just because it's been so popular but he kind of drove me to do it so um, in the post we would also said we'd be throwing out a free hat if we decided to take your idea so um, I'll get a hold of Caden and get his info and USPS that one priority mail and get that one sent over to him yeah, another uh, hot topic is the USPS jacking their shipping rates up <laughs> Tom, you're going to have to take the uh, the mic for this one because I do not know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, they, they're like jacking their prices up like three or four bucks. Really? Per shipment, yeah. Just like a
0: grinding Tom's gears segment here?
1: Well, I mean, they've been doing a lot of shipping lately since, you know, COVID. <laughs> People mm-hmm. aren't going to the stores, so they're like, well, I see a area to make some more money everybody's shipping stuff so let's jack the prices up make
0: a quick buck sounds like they're making a few quick bucks yeah wild that's, it's not really a hot topic but you say you came out like that was like like fresh out the coffee pot hot yeah and it died out real
1: quick well i do a lot of shipping in my line of work so oh that's true very it's, true it's a hot topic
0: there well speaking of doing a lot of shipping um We have some updates on uh, White Cat Outdoors. Uh, Yes, we do. Yeah. Would you like to elaborate on that since you're the one that started this whole shipping debacle?
1: Yeah. We are uh, legal beagles now. In what aspect? uh, We got
0: our tax ID. Sales tax. Sales tax ID. So we can legally sell apparel now, Um, which means for us... We can start selling t-shirts and hats and stuff. We've given some hats away. Um, Looks as, like
1: Nick's good buddy Caden's the last one to get a free hat. Well,
0: no, there is... You also have another buddy that you agreed on a podcast with, a game warden. Or is that somebody else's? There, We have like four people that run our Instagram page, so somebody was messaging their buddy back about having a friend that's a game warden yeah that was not me okay well somebody's getting a free hat out of that Some game warden's buddy yeah actually probably give one to the game warden too yeah if he's on the show i'd I'd throw him a bone throw him a hat throw him a hat (laughs) so anyway um yeah so that's we're on the the uh tail end of getting free hats handed out pretty soon we're gonna be selling hats uh we got two t-shirt designs i don't want to release those yet um just because i just don't want to keep your eye out for a pre-order coming out though yeah that's how we're going to do them first batch just because it's this is new for us and we don't want to over order or under order um so we're gonna do a pre-order uh probably run it for two or three weeks and then put the order in and then two weeks after you would start seeing shipping at, at least so um i will say that both shirts look really sweet the designs tom's gonna have to take credit for one of them because I know he that was his design or his it's my catchphrase yeah Tom came up with the idea so that's gonna be it's gonna be pretty sweet and a lot of guys that follow this podcast and it's gonna line up right with them too so if you know one of Tom's catchphrases you're probably gonna have a you have an idea of what the shirt's gonna be like but it's pretty sweet um I do want to give credit where credit is due um we had my friend Sidney Powell uh, do the t-shirt designs um, she does like graphic design and stuff I went to college with her uh, super talented and really easy to work with um, I trying to I think it's I, I'd, I'll i have to just put her link or something in the podcast because I don't know her Instagram handle off hand um, but that's how I contacted her to help us with the graphic design stuff look so, for the link in the bio Yeah, well, it's, not, it's not really a bio in the post yeah I don't do a biography every time we... That's the new thing. That's it. Well, here's another. That's something that, not really a hot topic that I want to just mention real briefly. It's about as hot as the UPS shipping. Yeah, well, Facebook, know. you know, like, well, in any social media platform, they ask for a bio, you know, which is short for biography, unless I'm mistaken. Now, how many people are out there having somebody else write that info in? Probably nobody. Should so be an the, auto bio. Yeah, yeah. See what I'm saying? See how aggravating that is now?
1: That's a pretty hot topic. Yeah,
0: very hot. So, you know, with, that's just... Ugh.
1: Yeah, I don't think that is quite as hot as the UPS prices I thought up. it was
0: USPS. It's the same thing. No, it's not.
1: Well, the UPS is the one that's jacking their prices. The
0: one with the brown trucks? Yeah. Yeah, USPS is U.S. Postal Service. That's the one. Oh, like, uh, old... it's
1: United Postal Service. Is UPS. Yeah. So. So they're, I, to my knowledge, they're not jacking their prices
0: up. It's the UPS. It's those brown truck guys. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, Tom, I think we've rambled on enough. I feel like we've talked a fair bit, actually, amount about the, uh, the new, or it's not even a new ruling. It's just more come to light, and there's been a lot of controversy on it. Um, it's got to be fairly new, because cell no, cams are fairly new. Well, I'm saying, like, it's... They didn't like just come up with this rule last week, but it's coming to light now, um, gotcha, but anyway, so you know engage with us, let us know what you guys think um, about it because I'm interested in getting other points of views um like I said mine currently you know it's their club, run it the way you want you don't have to be a part of it, you know that's kind of how I look at it, but um we're not gonna stall any longer like i said or like tom said earlier you know we got a lot of work to do this weekend um splitting wood and checking cameras and stands and food plot work and stuff so hopefully if you guys are listening to this you might be at work but once you're out of work make sure you're getting outside